Hello and welcome back to another episode of the IBC Podcast, where we sit down and dive deeper into our messages as well as talk about what's going on in the life of our church. Welcome back to the IBC Podcast. My name is Jared Landreth. I'm the creative arts and worship minister here at IBC, and I am so glad to be back on this podcast with you guys. It's been too long. It's been a crazy summer. We are looking forward to getting back into the routine of making these happen every week for you guys. And here today with me, I have the one and only Scott Schooler. Scott, how you doing, my friend? Doing well, Jared. Thank you. Hey, I just want to take a minute before we go much further. So if you're in the loop at IBC, you know that, that uh, we announced that we have uh, we, we will be having a, a pastor candidate come in view of a call uh, next week who we anticipate on being the uh, next pastor here at IBC, Jeff DiGiacomo. We're really excited for him to come. But first off, Scott, I just want to say thank you so much for the way that you stepped up and served our church and loved our church in this interim time. You've done an incredible job, and, and I know that myself and everybody else here at IBC is, is very grateful uh, for the way that you stepped up and served here lately. Thank you, Jared. It has been fun, and I will get you that $5. Before right. so, no, it, it has so. been a blast, and we are excited for Jeff to come in this weekend and see what the Lord has in store. So yeah. thank you, church family, for putting up with us during the interim. And uh, it's been a real honor and a blessing. Yep. So uh, I guess I'm going to ha- – now that we're having a new pastor come, I guess I'm going to have to stop playing golf every day. So. <laughs> That's right. You're going to have to be in the office for more than 15 minutes a day. Yeah. So anyways. Well, uh, we're excited to jump into this. Um, before we go much further, we have some important matters to discuss, and those matters consist of cereal and <laughs> the top three of them, which should be Breakfast what? cereals. Ooh, that's a good point. I never thought about there are other cereals. If if because cereal is also an acceptable lunch or dinner. Actually, really, just dinner. You don't have cereal for lunch. Just dinner. You can have cereal for lunch. Eh, you I don't, don't know about that. When you get my age, you have cereal <laughs> whenever you want. <laughs> well, Scott, what are your top three? Cereal. Well, let's see, Jared. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Did they have the cereal cereal back cereal selection was <laughs> what, cream of wheat? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what are my favorites? Uh, well, I am going to re- reveal my age. One of my favorites is Raisin Bran. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. Enjoy. I'm a sucker for Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran's good. My yeah. favorite cookie is definitely an oatmeal raisin Oatmeal cookie. raisin. Yes, oh, I agree man. with you. That's, That's a very amazing. good cookie. Uh, that would be probably number, I don't know, on my list of three. Another cereal that I like a lot and probably be the one that I would pick out of the cupboard, uh, the cabinet, is Honey Nut Cheerios. Love Honey Nut Cheerios. It's probably the and, only cereal they had when you were a kid. <laughs> well, it wasn't Honey Nut. It was just Cheerios. Cheerios. <laughs> Bring your own sugar. Honey, that's right. And then I do like Frosted Mini Wheat. Uh, Dom said that that is most disgusting, but I Ugh. think it's delicious. Man. I'm not a big fan of the uh, fruit loops time for or fruity pebbles or those. I think we're in prime time I've, cereal. I've outgrown right those. Now. What are your favorite? Oh, you gotta have Reese's Puffs in there. Reese's Puffs are where it's at. That's right? not even. That's that's a dessert. <laughs> it might even, as well that's be. That's not even a. It might as well be when the um, when the box is more nutritional than the cereal itself. I'm a big peanut butter guy, so I think that all of my answers are going to relate around peanut butter. No, that's false. Okay, Reese's Reese's Puffs, uh, peanut butter Captain Crunch. 
Man, which I have not had in a long time. And then you got to do the uh, cinnamon toast crunch. I mean, that's again, that's, all dessert items. Yes, yes. <laughs> why? I mean, why not? It's America. So, how old are you? Put sugar on everything. Twenty-seven. Okay. <laughs> I'm 51 and I'm having raisin bread and, and wheat. <laughs> and uh, I feel like I'm about twice your size, so uh, no, I think maybe there's good. some some we're explanations in the all, in the top three series. We're all good. <laughs> Feeding our brain cells is what we're doing. Oh man! So. Well, Scott, this Sunday you uh, you preached on you you preached really kind of a message that kind of revolved around spiritual disciplines. Um, could you kind of give us a, a short recap of what you uh, uh, what you taught on this past Sure. Yeah, so we talked a couple of weeks ago. We knew there would be a transition time during our Ezra study, so we did the Lord's Supper last week, and then we talked about really promoting discipleship. And I talked about the fact that uh, discipleship is more than just being a learner. It's really imitating Christ and, and being a little Christian in our world. And it takes more than just the church. The church offers a lot, and I think sometimes we tend to think that the it's really just the church's job to disciple us, but it's yeah. not. We have a role to play in it. Of course, the Holy Spirit is a key proponent, which is what I said, but we have a role that we play. Um, other people in our lives, interpersonal discipleship, mm-hmm. as people are pouring into people, and then, of course, the church. And we offer so many opportunities here at Emmanuel uh, to get plugged in, whether it's through a Sunday school class or a home group or a Wednesday night Bible study or Tuesday women's Bible study. Or just events like we did last night. You know, a lot yeah. of people wouldn't think of a backpacks and barbecue as a as a growth opportunity, mm-hmm. but it really is because a lot of people will come to events like that and they'll have to break out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. and engage with people. Yeah, and that's really what we've been called to do: is making disciples, is engage people with the gospel. Yeah. So yeah, I can remember some of the most impactful um, growth experiences in my walk. Um, you know, kind of happened in late high school when I was involved in, you know, some really intense discipleship. I mean, my uh, my mentor was was Brian Black, and mm-hmm. we spent literally two years together um, studying God's work, God's word every single yes. week. Yes. Um, and and he would take me to lunch every other week, mm. and, and we'd talk about that uh, about what we're studying and about life and. Uh, about how how all of that comes together, and then I was also able to see that lived out also in the you know in this man. You know, I didn't have a Christ like father figure you mm-hmm. know in my life, and so right. so having seeing that in Brian Black uh, living that out, and how he was that you know role model and and leader uh, Christ like leader for his family was was really influential in my life, and um, uh, being being able to be a part of that discipleship process. Uh, and let me great. say this, Jared, one thing that's encouraging to me, we talked about this earlier today in staff meeting, are the people that you're now pouring into. Mm-hmm. And I talked about how that it, it's cyclical. You know, we start out outside of Christ, and somebody, whether it's a Brian Black or whoever it is, comes and shares the gospel with us. We come to Christ. We start growing in our walk with the Lord through one-on-one discipleship, through mm-hmm. personal growth, all these things. And then, in turn, we give that uh, away to others. Right. And I think about the relationship that you and my son had as he was growing up. You're a little mm-hmm. bit older than him. Uh, and I know you guys had a lot of fun. There's a lot of musical stuff involved there. But there's a lot of discipleship and growth. And you may not think about that, but mm-hmm. you know, p- part of what he's become as a musician within the church grew out of what you guys did. Mm-hmm. And again, it was for fun, but it was, it was God 
ordained, I believe. Yeah. And God honoring. Yeah. Um, so you see that, and then you talk about uh, guys that you're engaging with, even through the the games, the gaming stuff that you guys do. Yeah. Which is a whole different world from what I'm aware of. Right. But it, it's opening doors of opportunity, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. You yeah. know, just to see that God has taken your love for Christ first and then your love for others and is using your gifts and talents and your things that you enjoy doing, extracurricular yeah. things, and drawing people to Christ yeah. through that. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you know, I want to go back to a word that you used uh, just now, uh, cyclical. Um, I think that uh, that's really important to understand like in our walk with Christ, um, you know, I had this intense one-on-one discipleship experience as a, as a high school student. And I think it's easy as like a grown man now with my own children to think, well, I don't need that anymore because mm. I'm a grown man. Um, I was a high schooler then. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm at the point, uh, I'm at the point in this cycle where now, you know, my job is just to, to pour into others. Well, why, why do I still need to be poured into as well? So like the idea of you know, cyclical is, you know, it just keeps, keeps mm-hmm. happening. And, uh, you know, uh, so could you talk a little bit about why that is still important? Yes. Know, as- yeah. One, one uh, illustration that I pulled from my sermon yesterday that I was going to use, but I knew I wouldn't have time, uh, is just the growth that you see in children. Mm-hmm. And you are there with your children because they're, they're young mm-hmm. and, um, you you don't see because you're with them all the time what I see now as a grandfather. Mm-hmm. As a grandfather, I get an opportunity to be with my grandchildren, but not every day like it was with my children. Mm-hmm. So as a grandfather, I get to see from a distance the rapid growth that takes place and how they just simply absorb everything mm-hmm. and even at times repeat everything. <laughs> I was going to share a story about my grandson Everett. The other day, we've got a boxer named Junie, and she got right in my way, and I got frustrated because I was in a hurry to get ready because I had to come to work. Mm -hmm. And I just gruffly said to Junie, move. Well, immediately, my grandson, just just (laughs) without even thinking, gruffly says, move. So I had to have a little (laughs) training time to say, hey, we don't do that, especially to people. But what's interesting to me in the Christian walk, and you've seen this, when somebody's new as a new believer, man, they are just absorbing it. They're just growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah. And all these things that we take for granted that we've known for a lifetime, a lot of us, um, these are new and fresh. For instance, when we were in Valdosta, Georgia, uh, the lady that lived across the street from us came to Christ. And I remember her not being familiar at all with Scripture. So we gave her a children's Bible and told her, hey, read these to read this to your kids. It's kind mm-hmm. of setting that foundation that we talked about yesterday with our children. So she was super excited. She came over to our house one day and knocked on the door, lived right across the street, knocked on the door. And she said to us, she said, did you know there's a story about a guy in the Bible that was swallowed by a giant fish <laughs> and was in that fish for three days? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Jonah and the big fish or Jonah in the well. Right. And you know, she was so excited. And here's yeah. a lady that was in her, she's probably in her mid thirties mm-hmm. at that time, super excited about that. And really yeah. it was convicting to me. That where's yeah. the excitement, Scott? Mm. Where's the excitement for my word? I yeah. knew these stories. I knew what she was talking about. But sometimes as we get older, because we think we know a lot, mm-hmm. sometimes we think we know everything, which is a fallacy, but we think we know well, a know lot or, or enough. Yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Um, that was sarcasm. We, we just fell to uh, 
to have that hunger and that excitement for the mm-hmm. word like we should. And we're always growing. Yeah. We're growing until the day we die. I, I get an email from a gentleman in our church who's uh, in his late 80s that teaches a Sunday school class, and I'm on their email list. Mm-hmm. And it's super exciting for me to read the email that he sends out every week to a Sunday school class saying, hey, this is what we're going to be studying this week. Yeah. And here's a guy that you would think is, an, I think he's 88 years old. You would think surely by now he's got it all. He served as a pastor when Mm -hmm. he was younger, Uh, but he's still growing, and we're always growing. And it's amazing to me that you can read a scripture for the 400th time or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then you'll read it again, and God will show you something fresh and something new, or it'll it'll fit the situation that you find yourself in. Yeah, that's why the Word talks about that it's active, it's alive. Yeah. Um, So, so if we ever get to a point where we feel like we've arrived or we don't need to know. That's a dangerous place to be as a Christian. We always yeah. need to be growing because God always has something to refine within us or yeah. something to teach us. Yeah, So absolutely. Okay, so you've convinced me that I still need to be discipled. Okay. How do I get started? How do I start that process? Well, you know, it's, I, I shared yesterday that when it's the personal side of it, the stuff that I do, you got to get into God's word, mm-hmm. and I know that's that can be a seemingly insurmountable mountain to climb for some people because you look and and, and you you know this too. We have degrees from OBU, we have seminary degrees, we have all of this training, uh, but there are times when we come across stuff that's very difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to jot notes in your Bible in a, or in your journal and then come find one of us or find a Christian friend that's maybe a little bit more advanced in their walk mm-hmm. than you are and just say, hey, I don't understand this. I get this all the time. You probably do too. I'll get emails or I'll get people that will say to me, hey, I don't understand what I read. And sometimes I will have to say to them, I don't either, but I'll help you find the answer. Mm -hmm. So uh, I mentioned a a good study Bible. They're expensive. They're more expensive than a regular Bible, but it's Mm -hmm. worth it because down at the bottom, there are going to be notes that you'll have. There are great commentaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Any of the staff could probably point church members to commentaries that are Mm -hmm. worth investing their time in. Yeah. So uh, doing that, a lot of times, if, if you have Amazon, you could go do an Amazon search and then read the reviews. Mm-hmm. I read the reviews a lot. If there's a book that somebody's mentioned to me that would be a good yeah. read for me as a Christian, mm-hmm. I'll read the reviews and see what they say. If a majority of the reviews are negative, I'm not going to... I'm not right. going to read it, but if yeah. they're good, mm-hmm. it's probably worth reading. Yeah, you know. So you're trusting in the Spirit. You have the Spirit of God within you. You're you're diligently getting in the Word. You're spending time in prayer. It's what I said yesterday. You're wrestling with the truth of God's Word. You're not just reading it. I don't understand it, so I'm going to leave it. No, wrestle with it. You know, yeah. chew on it. I, I used to tell the teenagers, chew on it like a cow chews on its cud. So what a cow will do is just chew that, chew that nourishment and then swallow it regurgitate it back and forth back and forth until it chews all of the nourishment out of it that it can Mm -hmm. get that's how we need to be with the word of god yeah but other people in your life Mm -hmm. uh the church it amazes me the things that our church offers that people don't participate in yeah Uh, we'll have you know we'll have 800 900 people on a sunday morning and on wednesday night we may have 
you know, 200 people yeah. or 250 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the other 600 people doing? Now, I know some of them are involved in Sunday school, which is awesome. Some are yeah. involved in home groups. Some of them have guys that they meet with or ladies they meet with that are helping right. them, but a lot of them aren't. Mm-hmm. And it's what I said yesterday. If, if, if we're just thinking that an hour on Sunday morning during worship is going to lead us to spiritual maturity, we are wrong. Our, our spiritual growth will be stunted. Yeah. It will help us definitely come and be a part of that. But if that's all you're going to do, you're not going to grow. I mean, you're bombarded by the world all the time. You need to be bombarded with the truth of God mm. all the time. Yeah, so, I don't know good. if that answers your question. but <clears throat> So um, I want to I want to do a shameless plug real quick. You mentioned uh, – you mentioned some books and things like that. I'll give a shameless plug for our Faith at Home wall. Yes, uh, that yes. is that's in the lobby at the church here. We have uh, each each one of our staff members has a recommended book that that you know that they're currently reading and, and working through uh, that that is available that you can you can buy it right off of that shelf right there. If you don't have the money for it, you can take it and yeah, exactly. uh, and nobody will ask any questions. And uh, so those resource resources are available there as well. Scott, we also have. Uh, quite a list of discipleship classes coming up that are getting ready to start here on August 17th. Yes. Uh, do you want to tell us about uh, maybe a few of those or tell us about sure. uh, what yeah. might be going on yeah. there? Yeah, I, I love our discipleship semesters. I love when we start fresh and new. It's one of the benefits of uh, having semesters because we get different teachers and we get different classes. Danny Cabanis is going to teach Experiencing God, uh, which is a class that's been around for a long time that, that's been monumental and helping people grow in their walk with the Lord. We have two women's classes. Our women always do well. And uh, so if you there's one that's more intense study that Candace Green leads out, and then there's another one that Crystal Flowers does, which is, is just being a godly mom and being a godly wife and, and just being a godly woman mm-hmm. in our culture. Uh, there's not a lot of homework that's involved in that, but I think it's very beneficial because it's hard. Uh, living a godly life in, in the context of our society. Yeah. So that helps, and you're doing life with other ladies. We've got a men's group that I'm incredibly proud of the men that are leading that, Drew Daly and some other men in that class. It has become what I had always desired for it to be, mm-hmm. and it may be because I'm no longer in it. It became what it should <laughs> should be, but there, there are men in there that have developed relationships yeah. uh, where they are they're honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And you know as a man that sometimes that's hard to find mm-hmm. a guy that you can trust, that you can be really honest with and say, hey, yeah. here's what I'm struggling with in my marriage or here's what I'm struggling with um, just in my walk. And, right. and man, don't let that intimidate you because they're not going to force that out of you if you go to the class. Right. But you are going to see some real transparency in that class. Mm-hmm. And they do a Bible study. They're doing one by the third. It's called a 33 series. It's a man and his traps. It's those mm-hmm. things that... They get us as men, lust and and the love for money and and pride and uh, there's even they talk about the father wound that yeah. sometimes we we don't have a, a godly father growing up and we carry a lot of pain because of that. So yeah. great class. Uh, we have a class called Healing Choices that's a Celebrate Recovery class. I'm excited about that. Our state representative for Celebrate Recovery is going to help lead that with Carmen Hubert. Yeah. Uh, we did Celebrate Recovery several years ago, and just because of a lack of male leadership, really, yeah. uh, we lost that, and that was reaching a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's all about reaching people that have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And if we're honest with ourselves, we all have hurts, 
habits and hang up. So that mm-hmm. class would be beneficial for any. We have one on financial peace. We have one on Mormonism, which I'm probably going to attend. Uh, I preached a sermon not too long ago and had a lady that kind of got on to me that I wasn't sharing the truth about Mormons and what they believe. I was sharing the truth about what they believe, but I want to be better equipped yeah. to be able to engage them with the gospel and know what they believe. Uh, we have a class on foundations of the of the Christian faith. Um, it's like I said yesterday, if our founda- if we're not foundationally solid in our walk with the Lord, then mm-hmm. our world will shake us up. Yeah. And that's going to be a good class as well. Yeah. Some other classes, we have a listing of those on our church's website. Uh, we have some listings here at the church. Matter of fact, we have some sign-up sheets yeah. in, the, uh, in the four-year. We've got a grief share class for those that have lost loved ones. So lots of opportunities yeah. on Wednesday nights. Most of those classes will go from 6.30 to 7.30. A couple of them may go a little bit longer, like uh-huh. from 6 to 7.30, just because yeah. they need that time. But really, really good resources, really good classes, really good teachers for those classes. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, thanks for that, Scott. We hope that you have uh, maybe found a couple of ways that you can start to uh, kind of take your faith a little more serious and that you can start to take those next steps at, at, at developing a deeper relationship with the Lord. And uh, we, we hope that we can help you with that process along the way. There's uh, You can find a listing of all of the classes that Uh, Scott was talking about at ibcshawnee.org and you can click on groups and then you'll be able to find uh, you'll be able to find discipleship class uh, listings there. So thanks for tuning in on this episode of IBC uh, of our IBC podcast. Uh, We are so excited to have Jeff DiGiacomo coming in view of a call this Sunday, August 7th. He's going to be preaching in all three services with a a vote for members only at the end of each service. Uh, And then at 1230 p.m., we are going to announce the results of that vote uh, to the church. So we hope that you'll join us uh, this Sunday. There's also uh, a couple meet and greet uh, and Q and a, uh, opportunities for, for, uh, everybody really, um, at, uh, at the church to, uh, come and meet Jeff, Jeff. And, uh, we hope that you will take advantage of those opportunities. You can find those as well on our website at ibcshawnee.org. Thanks for tuning in and Hey, we'll see you next week.